0: Deanna is going to share her family's story of when they left, why they left, and why they haven't returned, and then talk about her friends and have they returned and why. Hey there, hi there, how there are, and welcome to another podcast episode of Ukrainedating.ca. Say you can listen to our podcast here or you can go see our podcasting beauties as they stream live every day, 365 at Ukrainedating.tv. You You see, we're all about getting real here so you can can attract
1: the life you desire and you deserve.
0: That said, are you ready to go deep and ask yourself, are you tired of the hookup dating culture? Are you looking for a feminine traditional values woman for marriage? Yet, have you all but given up on ever finding her? Well, if you answered yes, then you have absolutely come to the right place. Welcome to episode 16 of Ukrainedating.ca podcast, where you'll hear traditional Ukrainian women share from the heart how, like you, they are searching for a traditional values life partner for marriage Yet they just can't seem to find Mr. Wright. Could West meets East be a match made in heaven? Listen as Ukrainian women share what makes them tick and you be the judge. So let's get the road on the show, shall we? Today's podcast is entitled... Where have all the beautiful Ukrainian women gone? <laughs> this is the topic for today. Hello, everyone. So not just the statistics which we'll report to you, current day statistics, but also... You know, where did they go? And specific stories. Where did they go? When did they go? Why did they go? And why are so many returning back to Ukraine? Um, the statistics are quite hard to believe, quite, quite incredible. So we're going to hear from this young lady, meet Diana. Uh, Diana is going to share her family story of when they left, why they left. And... Um, why they haven't returned, and then talk about her friends and have they returned and why. Good morning, Diana. Hello,
2: Hello, everyone. Good morning, Joseph. Hello, Hello. Anna. Hello.
0: So you you are in Spain. How is Spain this afternoon?
2: Yes, we're in Spain Spain now with my family, my family and I. It's so hot here. It's so hot, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But what will up, Spain?
0: (laughs) Yeah, quite the blistering heat wave across Europe this summer, isn't it? So, Diana, if you could... Start by, let me ask you this question. Um, yeah. when, did you, when did you leave Ukraine? What date?
2: Uh, Joseph, we left Ukraine 8th of March. 8th of March. So uh, basically two weeks after the war started. Because, you know, we were, we cannot believe that firstly. And secondly, we, we thought that maybe it will, you know, be not that much terrible. We did not expect it. it will be for so long. We really did not expect it. And uh, even now, when they asked my grandmother, she, she told me that, you know, Diana, I thought that we are going from Ukraine maybe for two weeks or one month. She did not expect it we will, we will stay here for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: we had a very long and very hard way because we uh, went firstly to Lviv, then we went to Poland, and we spent uh, one week in the camp in Poland. It was very hard camp for refugees. It was very very hard, and uh, only after we went to Spain. So we I had never, a lot. Long...
0: Just just to add in there, I remember you was it you and your mom got COVID in the camp in Poland.
2: Um, we 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 felt very bad. We felt ill, but. Uh, I'm not sure if it was COVID, but when we arrived here in Spain, we we made a test, and the doctor told us that we have COVID. But
0: Ah, Okay. So before we continue on the story, can you describe during the wartime when you were... Sorry, what date you left again? March what?
2: 8th, 8th of March.
0: March 8th. Okay. I remember. So those two weeks... Can you give us an idea? What were those? Te- where were you living in in those two weeks? And what was it like? Because I remember you moved to the dacha, right? Um, yeah. What was it like during that two weeks when you lived under you know war conditions?
2: It, it was terrible. It was terrible because every night we did not know when what will happen. We did not know what to expect because they firstly started to bomb Kharkiv and Kiev. We were in, in on dacha, yes. So we were. Not at the same place as um, at they bombed, so we were at safe in safe. where were but you? In, wait, we didn't know where we were, were you in Dnipro in Dnipro on Dacha,
0: the Dnipro. So, how far from the Dnipro? In the yeah, yeah. how far from the Dnipro? Long um, long
2: I think one hour, about one hour, yeah. Oh, one
0: way from uh huh, well, yeah.
2: yeah. But anyway, and I remember talking
0: to you. I remember talking to you and you were confident the war's not going to come to you, uh, you know, you're okay, you guys are okay. You were quite calm and collected and you were quite confident that the war's going to just die out. Remember, you were very optimistic and positive. Uh, yes,
2: I, I thought that war will never happen. I was like, no, are you kidding me? That will not happen. I, I did not believe, I really did not believe in that. I was telling all my friends that it will never happen. Guys, 21st century war, no but it happened and of course we were scared because we did not know if they will go go to 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 that way in in we did not know that so and we woke up the um it was it was march 4th i guess when they bombed um um zaporozhia when they bombed um uh I'm sorry, can I ask you Anna, how to translate uh al el- 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 no, nuclear station
1: you know
2: yeah nuclear, station. Power,
0: yes. nuclear power station power station
2: yeah, and it was like one yeah. a- and a half hours from us, and we were shocked and at that moment we understood that we must go, we must go because.
0: I remember a uh, a missile came into the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant and it hit it. It was a direct hit. Mm-hmm. And the world was freaking out, thinking, looks like Putin is maybe trying to create a dirty, we call it dirty um, nuclear bomb and then lie about it. Oh, it was just a mistake. So, yeah, that would have really scared you. So that's when you decided, OK, our time is up. we got to get out of here.
2: Yeah, my mom just woke me up at 5 a.m. And she told me, Deanna, we'll we go right now because it's like, it's very dangerous to stay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still... so, so, where did you go from the Dacha? Where did you? You went into Dnipro. Can you kind of explain how was your journey to get out of Ukraine?
2: Oh my God! It was so <laughs> difficult because we went to Dnipro to train station, and there were I don't know thousands of people. There are thousands of people, and they were all so much scared and so much in panic. We were standing in the, like, live line, live line to the train. We were waiting for the train uh, 10 hours, 10 hours. No, first day we waited 7 hours, and the second day we waited waited 10 hours for a train. Under the snow, under the rain, we were all wet, all frozen. It was, it was terrible. Uh, and
1: the most terrible can you you clarify you just was not waiting like there was no train train was coming but it was full with people and people was fighting to get in so it's not like I was waiting drinking coffee somewhere inside the building it just was telling me it was such such a scary even to hear and then I I watched the photos you know from uh, yeah it's like big um, how to say yeah he explained how wow. with the bags, people running it was chaos, it was absolute yeah, it was, chaos, yeah. right? Yeah. People in panic, just
0: you
2: know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and yes, you're you're right, Joseph. We are tr- we were trying to stay calm in this situation. We were doing our best to stay calm, but at that moment when we were waiting for the train, it was so scary, really scary, because people are crazy, they're just running, they're just trying to break through and uh, it was terrible it was really really scary yeah. uh, and uh, in the end yeah we waited for for 10 hours to get in the train we uh, uh we took, took a train and we there were it it was full the train was absolutely full people were sleeping on the floor everywhere it was terrible it was terrible but uh and the train was going very slow not to get not to get attention, so and to be quiet, so we uh, we came uh, in twenty three hours per week. Wow, yes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, when we came, it was difficult too, because we cannot find a place to stay. a place to to stay at night because after those two days when we were waiting for the train, we needed to at least to sleep so. We were trying to find a place to rent for for some days, and it was it was also difficult because it was all full everything in the hotels anywhere it was it was full. Uh, so in the end, we found some place. <laughs> we found the place. I, it's a little bit funny story because w- when we arrived here, we met police police officers, and they told us. Girls, what are you doing here? And so we explained them the situation that we, we came here to stay. To stay until we will go. At that time, at that time, we did not know even where we will go after. We we did not know. We just arrived there. So the, the police asked us, girls, what are you doing here? And we were like, we was looking for a place to stay uh, at least for one night, just to sleep, to take a shower, just to rest. And they told us, do you know that this place is literally uh, a place where prostitutes stay? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and police, like, in the polite way, they they told us that, girls, we really suggest you to to go here... Tomorrow, as fast as possible, it's better to go out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, because there were just nowhere to stay, nowhere, really. Uh, and um, in the end, um, we we took a taxi to go to the Poland border. And uh, it was unreal, too, because there was a line of cars, a line of cars that was for one kilometer long, and uh, we, we should wait this, this, this line, and it could took for, for, for many, many hours to stay. So we just decided to go by by feet, and uh, it took us, um, I think, 10 hours too, to cross the Poland border by feet and uh, it was very difficult because it was cold the same cold we were also with our cat <laughs> carrying the cat <laughs> and uh, in the end we, we crossed uh, the border and we went to to poland to warsaw by
0: bus yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Crazy. let me let me just uh, pause there Diana. and um, guys if you're just joining us we're looking at the whole, all the statistics about Ukrainian people, how many have left, how many have returned, how many are applying applying for refuge around the world. And Deanna is sharing our story of her family, how they got out, where they are now. And we're going to talk about, yeah, how Ukrainian people are making the decision whether they should, you know, begin life again, start over again in another country, or go back to Ukraine. I know you guys have a lot of questions about ukrainian ladies and uh you know are we gonna lose them all to the rest of the world and a million questions so please um you feel free to start asking your questions in chat you've got questions uh uh, there is
1: some good questions for Uh, diana yeah and and,
0: um i'm just going to show you the stats and we'll come back to diana continuing her story okay so so again Okay. okay So, so again, these, these are the statistics of where Ukrainians have gone. So I did mention this at the beginning, but basically 10.3 million Ukrainian refugees have left Ukraine since uh, the war began February 24th. And then six, sorry, 4.3 have come back. That's the migration back to Ukraine. So net out is 6 million, almost right on 6 million. Um, a few more stats. million are currently seeking temporary refuge across Europe. So 3.8 million. And what's interesting to note is most of those are women and children, right? Because men, you guys already understand, men from age 18 to 60 are not allowed to leave Ukraine. And by the way, we're going to talk about in this live stream how men between 18 and 60 have left Ukraine and how did they do it. OK, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Who, which men have left? How did they do it? And maybe, maybe even we'll include one horror story of with, the, with no names, but how he left, what happened to him. So thank you, Deanna. Please um, let me pull you back in here. So where are we? You, um, you are now in Poland and you, which one is it? You stayed in Poland how long before you moved on from there?
2: Uh, We stayed uh, for eight days, eight days. Eight days
0: living in a refugee camp. It was, I remember you sent me videos. It was nasty. It was.
2: Yes, yes, everywhere. Everybody was sleeping on the floor all around. And oh my God. Oh my God.
0: Okay. So from Poland, where did you go and why?
2: um you know <laughs> in ukraine it's pre- pretty cold in winter that's why my family wanted to go to the hot country <laughs> and i was like i i'm i don't like hot weather so i did not want to go but my my mom and my grandmother they decided that they want to to go to hot country and i was okay <laughs> like okay <laughs> so uh in the camp in that refugee camp in Poland they gave us a ticket for for a bus for a bus uh, free ticket and um, we waited for the bus five days about five days yeah and we we went to Poland we were for two two days on the bus uh, and it was difficult wait to because I get get poisoned or something i felt very bad terrible and uh, some people in the bus too there were 50 people who went from from warsaw to spain with us
0: okay so Um, where did you land in spain you went to spain and you landed in granada spain where you are now
2: yeah yes 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 yes, yes. and it's super hot
0: so be careful what you wish for (laughs) (laughs) yeah And maybe, can you, let me ask you this question. Um, Why, um, how are Ukrainian people, like, including your family, your friends, how are they making the decision where to live? There's so many options around Europe. Can you give us a flavor of that?
2: Yes, I think, you know, what surprised me, what really surprised me is that I think ukrainians are really brilliant patriotic people brilliant patriotic it's true and that's why i really uh, really notice that they 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 decide to stay somewhere not far from ukraine i think that is the, the the main reason that they don't want to to go far from from home that's why they decide to stay in poland um Mostly, mostly, really, like I think, sixty percent. Yeah, over well, it's,
0: it's over half are in Poland. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes, because it's not far from home. Because it's uh, easy to learn Polish, and uh, I think it's the main reason.
0: Okay. Next question is, um, um, are Ukrainian people that have moved, you know, the three point, what a three point eight million are now refugees around Europe seeking temporary asylum on different programs of different countries. How are they, are they migrating a lot? Are they moving from country to country? And if so, why and how are they making the decision where where to live?
2: Yeah, so that's true that they are moving because, for example, here, as I told you, on our bus, all, uh, there were 50 people who came here in, in Spain uh after one month there were uh eight people left <laughs> eight people three families because all the other people who came with us they came or home back or to other country but why because uh because it, it's difficult for people who came here uh to it's it's more difficult that uh, for them to to learn spanish than to learn polish as i told you for example or any any other language that is you know more, more close to 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 our to our language so yeah many, many many families they went to um i know that one family went back to cheese republic uh another family went to poland because they they decided that it's better for them to, to live there. Mm-hmm. Some, some okay. of the refugees traveling, for example, I know one, one woman, I know her personally. She firstly was in Poland, then she went to Germany, then she went to France, <laughs> then she went to uh, Finland. She's now in Finland. So she's just trying all of the countries to find out in which she will feel better. Oh,
0: well. <laughs> okay, thank you. And from your friends from your friends, how many have gone back to Ukraine? And are you thinking of going back to Ukraine?
2: All my friends came back. So the Jews, I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised. And I think that um, Ukrainian people, they love to live at home so much that they would prefer to come back even when it's war there, even when they have no job, when they have no place to live, but they prefer to start a new life at home than to start somewhere else. Um, I, I don't support this opinion because um, I think that um, I, for me it's, it's, it's interesting to learn other cultures. It's interesting to see how, how it is to live in, in another country. So that's why I'm, I'm not going to come back home at least for now.
0: Mm-hmm. thank you thank you so how many of your friends have come back like how many number wise are we talking about
2: 100 all the friends i know but uh, five people, I had, 10 uh, people uh, i i had one two three four five six seven eight i think eight eight friends eight so friends. we're talking
0: about number of eight okay yes. and they all gone back interesting and
1: yeah all yes eight all from
0: that. 50 that you originally came with to granada spain uh 18 no, percent no. Have, no, no.
1: What
0: do, what do you mean 50? So so she said um, 8 from 50 in the original that came. she came with have gone again. That's you come 16... with your
1: friends? With 50
2: friends? No, 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 no not your friends. No, no, they were not friends. Or, it's just no, no, friends. 50 people, people that
0: she came with. with. So oh, I'm just okay. saying, I'm just repeating. 16% of who the refugees you came with have already left or moved on, gone back, or gone elsewhere in Europe. I'm just painting yeah. the pi- picture that there's a big migration pattern. Like Ukrainian ladies women families are on the move big time and we're seeing that in our database and we have one question here which we will get to I think it's one asking uh, specifically' Which, which one of the relation uh, somebody was asking about our Ukrainian our ladies with matchcare tea specifically so we will Definitely get to that. After. We will
1: get to that because guys worry if they already in relationship. As other yeah. men, Anthony wrote that they all in relationship doesn't matter. If they live in Ukraine and in Europe. They just scam guys. <laughs> it's your perception, Anthony, and your experience, yeah. but it's not true.
0: Yeah. So we'll get to your question one in in just a bit here. So I've got a few quotes from Ukrainian refugees, and I would I just want to bounce it across you, Diana. How do you? Do you um, relate to this? So the quote is, before a Ukrainian refugee lady was asked, and she she commented, before the war, we had a very comfortable life in Ukraine. Um, She said, there is a great deal of difference in living uh, like a refugee in Europe now. Would you agree? How do you compare your standard of life, your standard of living as a refugee in Granada, Spain, to where you lived in Ukraine, how you lived in Ukraine?
1: um
2: it's it's absolutely different life, absolutely different life because spanish Spanish culture and how Spanish people live is absolutely opposite to us, <laughs> really, absolutely opposite. and it's difficult uh, it was difficult firstly to get used to it because people Spanish people are so calm and so much happy all the time. <laughs> but um but but we like this we like this and um we're we're trying to uh now to to accept accept it and to to be the same as they are yeah you're
0: trying to simulate into spanish culture yeah Yeah. So yeah. O- overall would you say your standard of life of living um how does it compare to how it was in ukraine let's say a scale from zero to 100 percent. 100 percent was your standard of living in ukraine is it less than 100 more than 100 being better or less and what number would you guess it would be
2: i think it's it's 50 50 percent
0: half as good as as you lived in ukraine okay. yes yes
2: i think yes
0: and mm-hmm. and and so you're getting now help from the spanish government there you get you're getting a flat you're getting some monthly allowance yeah
2: uh, no, we don't get any any month, uh, monthly allowance yet. But, but they we we are with the Red Cross, so Red Cross help us with the uh, with with flat, yes, and with with food. So we're really really thankful for for, for all the help because I really see how how much uh, Europe helps us, and it's it's really.
0: Mm-hmm. Right Thank you for sharing. The reason I'm asking is a lot of guys are saying a lot of guys have this 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 uh, preconception that uh, Ukrainian refugees are really down and out. They they don't have shelter, don't have food, like they're living in very poor conditions now around Europe. You know, would you would you agree with that, or can you tell us what kind of conditions that you and most Ukrainian people are living under now as a refugee in Europe?
2: Yeah, you know, Joseph, it's very interesting because it really depends a lot on the situation. Because I know people who were, for example, two my friends. They were in Germany, but in different cities, and they had absolutely different situations. Because one my friend, she she came to Germany, and she was very lucky because she was living um, um, in in the flat alone, just. Just only, only she and another my, my friend. She came to um, Germany camp, and there were not good conditions. Really, not good. That's why she came back to Ukraine very soon.
1: I'm sorry, can I add? Yeah, well of course, to of course, Germany. Yeah. Uh, because my mother there. When you oh. arrive, uh, until you will do all documents, you need to live in camp until you will proceed with everything, unless you have some. Friends that you can stay with, you know, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. you do, and, and they give separate flats. Like my mother gets separate flat. My um, oh, my, yeah. my uh, sister-in-law with the kids, she has separate mm-hmm. flat. They not far away from each other. Yes, it's not mm-hmm. furnished, but uh, Germany give uh, you keep receipts They return you money if you buy uh, furniture, plus they pay you monthly support and mm-hmm. uh, medicine, healthcare and uh, school uh uh yeah, yeah. Adapted for kids mm-hmm. uh courses uh germany mm-hmm. german language a lot of help mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah it's um it i understand it's very different depending on what country you're in what mm-hmm. program and if you just arrived or if you're seasoned you've been there a month or two um because it does take time to get, uh, take care of documents and get in onto a program right refugee program here's a quote uh from a refugee she said italians asked me if we have sushi or internet in ukraine she said my "My refugee experience made me realize how beautiful my life was back in ukraine (laughs) Uh, do you do you think that's pretty normal now like are you finding a, a similar sentiment that that the world is kind of kind of looking at ukrainians as living in a like third world and third-world conditions, or are you not um, not experiencing the same thing?
2: Yes, I think I'm not experiencing nope. the
0: same. Mm-hmm. It's just those yes. Italians, maybe. <laughs> 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 um, okay, next. So, okay, we covered... So basically, um, those u- Ukrainian refugees living in, in um Spain now, it's a comfortable living though. You've got enough food, you've got shelter, yeah, and it's yes, safe and yes. secure. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes, really a lot of how people are trying all like their best to help us. They're doing everything. I really think that they're doing everything to help us now.
0: And the reason I'm asking you this is Again, guys have this fear that Ukrainian women are now because they're re- refugee, displaced. Maybe their basic needs are not being met, 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 and now they're desperate. They're desperate to latch on to a guy to get out of Ukraine. You know what? What would you comment about that?
2: I don't think that they are really, really desperate. I don't think so because uh, I, I really think that. Um, for those for those women who stayed in in ukraine for now they um they have relatives maybe or they have friends where they can stay so they're not desperate of course they have they they have their own way to live now but
0: Mm -hmm. thank you yeah i would i would agree with you i would agree and i think I think you know. I always, as an engineer, as a logical person, I always look at the facts. Look at the facts to give you a, a glimpse into what is probably the truth. I think if people were really down and out, I mean, the more desperate as it, the human condition, the more desperate we we are, the more desperate measures we could possibly take. But I think the truth is, the facts are. Ukrainian people are pretty comfortable under the various refugee programs around Europe so
2: yes absolutely yes yes yeah. yes yes
0: I know Anna's Anna's uh, mom has her own flat nice new new flat uh, sister. Than-
1: she living in Ukraine. She has three rooms flat, and in uh, Ukraine was one room flat. Yeah, wow. yeah, it, it's a
0: better quality. She so
1: even invite friends to, from Ukraine. Yeah, better quality ooh, ooh, and bigger me flat. And live with me. Yeah, I have everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and
0: sister-in-law me. has a flat for her family. So, uh, and they have an allowance, and they're they're helping them find find a job. And you know, they're really like full support. A lot of support. I
1: have another oh, friend mm-hmm. in uh, in um, Switzerland. So government also pay for uh, for flat, and mm-hmm. they give you courses every day eight hours. So you have uh, you they give you this one year, so you will uh, you know learn local mm-hmm. question, uh, will adjust to culture to everything you know, just you know take care about yourself. And then in one year you support they also pay you monthly fee support, and they give you permission to be in their country for up to three years. Depends on country. So in one year, you, th- you know, they expect you to learn language so you can do some simple work, you know, so you can start to work uh, in one year. Yes. Yeah, the same as here. Yeah, yeah the same. And we're, you know, just we're very
2: lucky that we are mm-hmm. now with the Red Cross. We're really lucky here, really lucky because they really give us great place in the center of the city and uh, everything is great really now.
0: Okay, next topic is why, you know, why are they returning home to the tune of uh what what was the number 4 million, four million I, I think it was yeah. 4 yeah 4 million have now returned home. And So Point three. 4 million 4.3 million have now of Ukrainian refugees have gone back home under an active war situation that's still in a complete uh unknown, right? It's very dangerous, right? So Yeah, the question is, uh, yeah, why are they returning home? Um, One quote from a Ukrainian refugee, she said, news from home was always on our mind. We're watching the news feeds all the time, afraid, afraid for family and loved ones back in Ukraine. And although that they were physically safe, their soul was still with Ukraine, with relatives who stayed at home. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, what's your take on why so many, yeah, you know, 4.3 million Ukrainians are returning home during an act of war?
2: Patriotic, as, it, as, it, as I told you before, they're really, really patriotic. Ukrainians, oh my God, I think no one in the world loves the, the, their country so much as Ukrainian does. do. Wait, it's hmm. really, it's true, it's true. It, I mean... I asked my friend who was in in Germany. Um, uh, She was living in the great, uh, great uh, flat alone. Everything was great. She she received some money from government as a help. And uh, she she came back. She came back to Kiev. Um, She was the first one from my friends who came back so fast. And I asked her, why did you come back? And she was like, I... I, I prefer to start new life here in Kiev from zero, than to to stay in Germany. For me, it was surprising, really surprising. But that's true. That's true. She said that she missed home so much that she cannot stay stay anymore
0: mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm.
2: home. But I think mostly they return back because they have if they have family there. If they have uh, I mean, husband uh, and uh, parents there, it's mm-hmm. the reason for them to return, the main reason.
0: I mean, bingo, I think that's my opinion. Honey, would love to hear your opinion too, but I, I think because so many families were split up because of the war, because of this rule that men from 18 to 60 can't leave, that's fathers, it's you know, husbands, it's sons, you know, it's parents, you know, it, fathers. I said that, but it split up the families and they really yearn for home, I think, because to get the family unit back together, I think that's a big component yeah. of it. What do you, what's your take on it, Dave?
1: Yeah, it's, I agree, it's number one reason. Uh, yeah. And um, let's also face it that uh, not many people, even worldwide, are so open minded to start, you know, to live in a known country with, uh, even with the, all the support provided, you know, different language, it's quite a bit challenging, you know. And uh, if woman single, you know, she, nothing kept her in Ukraine. Uh, like, uh, let's say, about our woman, for example, you mm-hmm. know, they at least single, you know, and they have yeah. children. So they have motivation to take care of our children, you know. So there is no, like, men keep them, you know, or no split family. So they kind of more will um, put more efforts to adjust, you know, to a mm-hmm. new country. And uh, let's face it, there is only less than 10% of Ukrainian women, uh, even before war, yeah, was ready to, for international marriage or to leave country, generally speaking, right? So, you know, it's all people who left, they were forced to left, but then when they start to experience different life with different, you know, with different language, it was too much, you know, more than they, t- they can handle. And that's there, you know, it requires, you know, a lot of, um, you know, afford to do that, you know.
0: The statistic, um, the UN did uh, a survey, and this is maybe a little bit surprising comparing it to what's what's actually happening now, but the majority of Ukrainians um, surveyed wanted to return back to Ukraine. So that's more than 50%, I presume. They, they worded the majority of Ukrainians wanted to re- return home. Um, but only about 16% they planned on actually going back. 16, 1, 6%. Oh, yeah. That seems a little bit surprising. And uh, among that 16%, they said that they, that 16%, even they're going to go back just to get some stuff sorted out. So a brief visit and then they're back. So it looks like, I mean, according to that survey, most Ukrainians are going to remain displaced out of Ukraine. But um, I don't know. People trying to know.
1: plan for long term because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, nobody know what, what to do. Like my, uh, yeah. for example, my um, my sister-in-law first they with the family, they go to Georgia because it's where my sister-in-law company that she worked for, uh, one of the company office. So she started to go to office, but uh, Georgia is not like rich country, you know, they don't have they had to pay for their own flat you know don't have as much support so it was you know even even, <laughs> even uh, salary was not uh, like compensate you know I, I mean you you compare and then uh, another was that question was on their mind uh, um because uh, my nephew he's now 15 years old uh what he have to learn now, Georgian language to enter you know, university or school and how it will be useful, this education. So this was the main reason why they went to, yeah. Georg- or to Germany because good education. And many people you know, find a place, uh, we didn't f- mention it, but it's a big one. Uh, first of all, <laughs> most of them, if they move from the beginning somewhere, they move mostly to France. Even they was living there for like half a year already. Uh, until, until well, co- countries uh, came up with the, some program, yeah?
0: Mm-hmm. So they
1: was looking where, and, and now also, many of them, they just, if they mm-hmm. have possibility to stay in some co- countries where their friends live, yeah, Ukrainian people support each other abroad mm-hmm. too, you know, so they give their place to live. Diana, are you being hit a lot on a ma- by men in Spain?
0: Are you being hit on? Hit men on try to pick you up in Spanish men on,
1: on the street. Yeah. Um, I would not say that. <laughs> I would nice. not say that as well in Mexico. I was so much, much more trying to be approached in Ukraine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I see Ukrainian men, they like more, you know, they don't afraid of this, you know, mm-hmm. they don't afraid that. Because Ukrainian ladies are not rude, they will never, like you know, tell you something bad. You know, if you try to approach, and then uh, they don't have this perception perception that Western men have, that uh, you know, that if you if you try to chase a Western woman, she can claim on you that you you know, <laughs> you <laughs> do something bad. First so men, you know, men, men stop doing this, you know, in the West. So there is was question that um, like our ladies now in Europe, they will quickly found men. And how you imagine that if they're not being approached by men, they will just run after everybody. Women, I'm single, I'm single. It's not in Ukrainian culture, you know. Ukrainian people yes. don't um, approach men. They're waiting until men will approach them. And then uh, in Europe, it's not as much traditional men as, uh, you know, as in Ukraine. Yes. Not because it's Absolutely, yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. And we have ladies who join us who went uh, to, like, America to relatives before war started. When war started, they now want to join our agency because they live now in America and they cannot meet traditional men there. They've been offered a different type of relationship, but nothing serious, n- nothing about commitment. So I don't think it will be an issue that they will quickly find men because for this they have to be, like, a, you know... Like a monkey running <laughs> after each man, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's not like something that they do, you know. They're not active in approaching men here's as a, women in the West. Yeah, here's a question: probably.
0: Deanna, what, what, what does Spain offer for academia? So, are you able to attend universities there? Do they have some help for you to go to school, especially being a young lady?
2: Yes, yes, uh, I'm able to enter the university here. Uh, I did not finish. University yet I have one year left so um yeah um it's it's possible here to to study to attend to the university um absolutely yeah but okay. but i should I should know the language to do that so
0: so it's in spanish yeah uh-huh. yeah, it's in yeah, spanish it mhm. Mm-hmm so um are you able to just and what what are you taking in university back in ukraine what degree are you in which one
2: journalistic Journalistic.
0: uh journalism oh wow great and um can you just continue your journalism degree and finish it there or how how does that work will they give you a lot of credit for your years you know your your courses back in ukraine
2: I'm not sure about that. I did not uh-huh. even ask about not this
0: not yet. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Diana. What what about your family's plans? Could you share uh, with us? Are you planning on staying in Spain or in- stay together? Or what's you guys' plans?
2: Um. So the truth, we're not sure yet. We're we're still thinking because for now, yes, for now we will stay here. But uh, my grandmother, as I, as I told before, she's still dreaming to come back home. So I think when the situation will get better. Yes. What are you thinking <laughs> you about go. Canada? Yeah. George is asking. Yes. Yes. You know, just I would really like to, to go to Canada, for example. I would really love to. Uh, my mom, she just prefers hot weather country. That's why I think she wants to stay here. Uh, but... Um, but we will see in future. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. something
0: will change. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing, Thank you for Diana. Sharing. Mother yeah.
1: also, I will climb.
0: Ah, you dropped the secret. I was gonna keep that <laughs> secret. I was gonna keep that a secret. You <laughs> dropped the secret. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Did you catch that? Were you listening carefully? Do you want to share, Diana, details or? <laughs> or
2: Yes, 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 yes. My mom is also in our match guaranteed database. <laughs> yes. So yep.
0: what what's her number? Um so guys can... I,
2: I don't remember what's her ID number. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if her 17. Oh, oh I lose <laughs> my mom. <laughs> my my mom is 46.
0: 46. <laughs> so there you go. Um beautiful. So guys, maybe we'll put, we'll put her mom's ID number in the description yeah. <laughs> so you can, you can check her out. I can tell you, did you guys see the video that uh, my wife did on the three types of Ukrainian women? It's called Ukrainian women, the good, the bad, the ugly, just to be a little bit catchy on the title. But it's um, what, woman minus, woman zero, and woman plus, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I can tell you, Deanna is definitely a woman plus, <laughs> And I presume her mom is also a woman plus. So you got very high quality uh, lady there. So uh, just <laughs> just say it.
1: don't need promotion.
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't meaning this to. I wasn't meaning to. Okay. I was I just saying. I was class. just giving a compliment. It's just a compliment. Okay. <laughs> so um, my intention for this live stream was to interview two Ukrainian. Um, mm-hmm people. So, honey, I was going to interview you as the other one, but anything kind of you want to say about any of the points that we talked about that you think it's worth highlighting about your family's journey and uh, where they're at? My and-
1: family, I already said. I was just, uh, you know, <laughs> my friends, uh, my godfather of Arina, he's in Ukraine. He never left Ukraine. They was calling, I call him when he has his birthday. And uh, he always, uh, you know, invite a lot of friends. And he said, "Oh, we're sitting at a table. We miss you. Uh, you know, we would love you to be here." I said, "Really? Yeah. And what, everybody come back or what?" He said, "Yes, <laughs> everybody come back." And even they joke, "We've been evacuated from <laughs> from Bulgaria home." <laughs> so, <laughs> like they was they was experience all this trip, other, you know, very very difficult, you know, and, Especially those people who come to uh, like Bulgaria, these countries, uh, they was given Ukrainian people immediately help, but it was the summer resorts, you know, that should be free in the high season, so they was given until end of May, and then basically people, you know, have to figure out where to go after this. So, and uh, many of them, yeah, that's another reason from Bulgaria. There was a lot of volunteer help, but many people come back to, you know, to uh, to Kyiv because it was, uh, you know, non-stop surge always, you know. Uh, you have to find the solution where to go, you know. It's like, it's, and the, again, um, the other reason why people, uh, it's very different. Diana say, like from her friends, everybody experienced very different help, uh, you know, and the... Different people have different uh, life, um, um, how to say? Values? No, no, not uh, different level of life in Ukraine. You know, somebody have beautiful private houses and now they live in France in one was it flat. Was like flat, around? Flat. You know? So it was, uh, you know, it's breaking relationship, a lot of fights or oh, you know, oh. challenges like this. So like... Many people give up because of this, but some people move and they have better condition, like my mom, better condition now in Germany than she has originally in Kiev. So um, it's very, it's very. By the way, can I just
0: add, honey? Um, We actually showed Anna's parents' flat. Anna did a video called "Ukrainian Flats," and she toured around a typical Ukrainian flat. Well, actually, wasn't it was actually higher than average Ukrainian flat, and that was Anya's flat, um, And it's really interesting because a lot of guys commented and dissed the flat in the video. They're all oh, so bad flat, so low quality. But that's actually above above an average flat. Yeah. And now, so you're welcome to, we'll put that video in the description below after live stream as well. So you can check out Anna's parents flat. Uh, so just to give you an idea of how the small. average... Western mm-hmm.
1: people don't know how to live in these small flats that in Ukraine it, mm-hmm. it's normal. You know, yeah. people live in very small,
0: very places. small living mm-hmm. conditions in Ukraine. It's it's quite quite normal for two even three families to live together uh, in one yeah. flat. You and know.
1: always uh, a small
0: flat, like in Ukraine, sixty square meters.
1: When you try to rent flat, you always uh, will be surprised because we make a calculation. We add uh, this living room also is one of the room that we count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a room count.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. So if you two bedroom, it will be, you will count. there will be one bedroom, but the second room will be counted
0: too. So just uh, as we say goodbye to Deanna and thank her for her interview. bye Thank Bye-bye. you. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for joining us and remember, no guts, no glory. So go find your dream girl, guys, because if you're not going to make your dreams come true, who is? Remember, you can see our Ukrainian beauties live streaming on YouTube every single day, seven days a week at ukrainedating.tv, where you can capture and talk to our ladies face to face, unlimited, and it's completely free. Till next time, remember, a faint heart never won a fair lady. Be bold and go get her, boys.